Live in Washington, D.C. right now, Matt O'Brien, FAIRS Director of Research at Federation for American Immigration Reform. Matt, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being on here. Talking about this study you were a part of, this small migrant population's huge impact study. Ten states analyzed. What did you find? Well, we took a look at the ten states with the smallest populations of immigrants, and we found out that even when there is a small amount of immigration, both legal and illegal, that has a negative impact on U.S. citizens living in those areas. In what way? Well, uh, the first thing that we saw was that every illegal alien resident in one of those states carries a uh, cost of about 4000 to $6,500 annually. So if you think about that, in a place like West Virginia or New Hampshire, that's a semester's worth of college tuition for an average family. Yeah, you got some 415,000 foreign-born individuals residing in these 10 states. So we're talking about New Hampshire, Mississippi, Alaska, Maine, North Dakota, West Virginia, South Dakota, Vermont, Montana, and Wyoming. And about 88,000 or 21% are illegals. And additionally, there are about 35,000 U.S.-born children of illegal aliens in these states. So what you took a look at is what kind of impact, what kind of drain on the system. Now, uh, people who who are going to argue are going to say, well, you know, these immigrants, they they work jobs, they pay into the economy, they pay, uh, they got to buy products, so therefore it is a positive net result. What do you say to that? Well, I say that's not true because most of them are not paying taxes at a rate that covers the services that they consume. Then on top of that, they send a significant amount of money abroad in remittance payments to uh, family and friends who are living abroad. That's money they earn in the U.S. and then send to people at right. home for expenses. Uh, so collectively, they wind up costing taxpayers in all of these states about $454 million. Um, the other negative impact that they have is if you take a look at West Virginia, West Virginia very wisely is trying to build a tech economy for its residents. But what's happening is both legal and illegal workers are coming into these places and then they're competing with Americans for jobs, both at the top end and at the low end of the economic scale. And why are we expending this amount of money for people that have no right to be here and who are damaging the wages of Americans when they come in and compete for a limited number of jobs. So, Matt, every time you hear a local official touting immigration, saying that it's a remedy to economic stagnation, you're cringing. I'm cringing because they're lying to their constituents. The fact is that the vast majority of people who come here who aren't doctors, uh, high-tech entrepreneurs, things of that nature, are actually costing U.S. citizens money. And it's, it's not that these people are bad or that, you know, we should shut the borders. The fact is we should have a wise policy for managing our borders that protects American workers and puts Americans first. I was taking a look at this study, too, and the effect it has on local schools. Talk about that a little bit. Well, a good example is Lewiston, Maine, and I, I actually come from New England. I've lived in Maine. I went to law school in Maine. Lewiston is a beautiful working-class town, or at least it was through the 90s. Uh, the government decided to start settling uh, refugees, political asylees there, uh, mainly from Sudan and Somalia, uh, but from other places in Africa as well. Now, while the Lewiston school system was starting to fail in the rankings, these uh, people from abroad arrived, started speaking 39 different languages, and the school system crumbled because they didn't have enough ESL teachers. And suddenly the U.S. students were put in an environment where the vast majority of their classmates 
couldn't understand English, couldn't understand the same languages as each other were speaking, and it created this situation where the school had to focus on teaching people English before it could teach them anything else, and it set the school system back even further. I think the Lewiston school system now ranks about 74th or 75th in the state of Maine. That's, um, that's unbelievable, and that's not the only place where there are issues when it comes to the school system. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining me today, and uh, good research here. Thank you very much. Have a good one. All right, you too. That's Matt O'Brien, FAIR's Director of Research, once again, FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform.